residents feel about banks? Well, based on insight from the annual Garrity Perception Survey, it all depends if that bank is local or national. Hello, this is Tom Garrity, and in this episode of the Perception Broadcast or Podcast, we're actually uh, going to be talking about the favorability of local and national banks. It's my pleasure to welcome Jerry Walker, the President and CEO of the Independent Community Bankers Association of New Mexico. Welcome, and thank you very much for taking time to share some of your insights about the local community banks on today's broadcast. Um, thank you. Uh, it's great to be with you. Um, I'm very honored you would allow me to take a few minutes and uh, share my passion about community banks in New Mexico. I've been proud to represent community banks for over 29 years now, and uh, uh, it's just a great bunch of people. And so I'm always ready to talk about community banks. Well, and uh, you and I are connected by way of LinkedIn, uh, just to give them a shout out, which is uh, one of the ways or the main reason why you and I are talking today. So it was thanks to social media, of which I'm grateful. Social media has changed our life totally, has it not? It has, it has. But you know, the, one of the traditional media sources, Albuquerque Business First, uh, you know, they track financial institutions each year in their annual book of lists. And included in there is a list of uh, banks with a federal charter and a state charter. Um, their 2019 list included 51 banks in New Mexico total. 39 of those have a local, uh, have a state charter and 12 have a uh, federal charter. Um, can you provide some insight a little bit since there's so many local banks here in New Mexico, a little bit about the Bankers Community Bankers Association and then what constitutes a community bank. Tom, let me begin by explaining that a community bank might have a state charter or a federal or national charter. Uh, just because a bank is a national bank doesn't mean it's not a community bank. Uh, the difference between the, the large regional banks or the large national, the Wall Street type banks, uh, is, is basically the, 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 the governance of the bank itself and the ownership. Uh, a community bank uh, uh, by our definition is one that's owned here in New Mexico, it's based in New Mexico, its shareholders are in New Mexico, all decisions are made in New Mexico. Uh, these banks are, are invested, invested in the community, and uh, so that's, 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 that's our business model. Uh, and that can be a national or state charter. The reason we have two different chartering systems is some bankers, uh, some groups would rather be um, regulated by the state of New Mexico or the state where they're domiciled uh, than to be uh, uh, regulated by the feds. Now with that said, all banks have to have FDIC insurance in order to accept deposits. And so you have federal involvement regardless of whether the charter is state uh, or federal. Um, and so that's, uh, uh, that, that's where we are in terms of the charter. Now, in terms of the number of banks, um, uh, I, I, not to be disrespectful to uh, the, uh, the business magazine there in Albuquerque, but uh, we actually ended the uh, 2019 year uh, with only 34 uh, home-owned banks in New Mexico. Wow. Uh, and so while they may be showing some that uh, they call community banks, uh, they, they probably are not. In fact, I can tell you they are not. Um, and what's happening in our industry is uh, mergers and acquisitions, mergers and acquisitions, and it's going on all, all over the country. When I went to work for this industry back 29 years ago, there were some 15,000 
uh, community banks, independent banks around the country. Today, we're down to 5,300. And so wow. what's happened over the course of a couple of recessions, the, the Great Recession of 2008 and 9 and 10, uh, there's, been, uh, there's been a lot of uh, banks either purchased and gobbled up by the biggers, or they've just simply, there was a number of them went out of business during this last uh, Great Recession, about 600 or so community banks went out of business, uh, were closed by the regulators. And so um, uh, in New Mexico, our numbers have dwindled from when I started, uh, 64 community banks uh, back when I started uh, 29 years ago, down to 33 now in two, two 2020. And so that, that's a real concern for us. Well, and you mentioned uh, some of those reasons as far as just, you know, the economic climate uh, in the, you know, uh, 2008 through 2010 during the Great Recession, uh, mergers and acquisitions. Um, what are some of the key issues that are facing the community banks today? Well, I guess we'd have to start off saying the pandemic right now. Um, this pandemic, uh, number one, we know how many businesses are, are closed because they are not allowed to operate, uh, open and then and reclosed. Uh, and so what we're, what we're looking at in terms of the pandemic, number one, most of our banks' lobbies are still closed as of today. Uh, they are accepting customers by appointment only. Most of them around the state are still operating through their drive-throughs, either in their main offices or their branches. Um, and what's going, what we're fearful about happening as we move back into quote unquote normal times, whatever normal is, uh, is that some of the credit quality of the small businesses that our banks uh, finance may deteriorate. And if that happens, and it probably will happen, uh, then we're going to see regulators come in and say, okay, your credit, credit quality isn't quite as good as it was going into this thing. So we're going to ask you, Mr. Banker, to put more money in reserves in case of, of loan losses. Well, when that happens, of course, there's less money to lend for loans. And so it, that's one thing that bothers us. The is concerned to us. I shouldn't say bothers us. Uh, next is the business environment in New Mexico. Um, and I'm not one to trash our business environment, uh, but let's, let's, be, let's be honest. New Mexico generally is slow going into a recession or whatever, and we're slow coming out. Um, and so with our regulatory environment, uh, with our taxation uh, scheme, the gross receipts tax uh, system that we have, with the uh, corporate income taxes at which states, some states surrounding us or bordering us do not have, uh, we expect that our business environment is going to cause us to be slower. It was interesting, I listened to uh, Dr. Peach and uh, uh, Jeff Mitchell from the uh, Bureau of Business Research, Dr. Peach from NMSU and, and Mitchell from UNM's uh, Bureau of Business Research, uh, addressed the Legislative Finance Committee here just recently, uh, and they were telling the committee to expect a longer drawn out recovery in New Mexico, simply because number one of our, uh, you know, our dependence on oil and gas, they don't see that coming back as quick. Uh, the pandemic and how that has affected small businesses, especially in the uh, services sector like restaurants, hotels, and so forth. Uh, and so uh, the business environment is going to be um, uh, one of those things that we think will cause us uh, uh, some concern down the road. Uh, mergers and acquisitions, we've already talked about that. Um, 
we have some very profitable banks in New Mexico and nationally our district, we're in the Dallas district for the FDIC mm-hmm. and nationally we have some of the most profitable banks uh, even for their size in the country. We have a two or three uh, still larger community banks in New Mexico and they're doing very, very well. Well, the larger they get, the more of a real bright, shiny plum they become for one of the larger banks to want to come in and, and purchase. Uh, and obviously, when you have a, a stockholder base board of directors, um, uh, the, the management has a responsibility if, they're, if someone takes a run at them wanting to buy them, they have a responsibility to take that to the board. Well, it's kind of hard to, to turn down uh, real, real solid, uh, very lucrative offers. And so uh, that's, a, that's something that concerns us as we go forward. Um, our bank's doing so well that they become a target for a merger or an acquisition. And then finally, just uh, our, you know, the economy. We already talked about that. Um, we're such a rural state uh, in, by nature uh, and by geography. Uh, and so not all parts of New Mexico are created equal. Tom, you know that. You've been around for a long time and watched the economy in this state. And so while things may be doing well in Albuquerque or Las Cruces or Santa Fe, they may not be doing as well in Clovis or, or Hobbs or Farmington or Gallup um, or Raton. Uh, it, it's just that we have such different uh, dynamics going on economically in the state. Well, Mr. Walker, you, you touched on a couple of items that I, um, you know, Dr. Peach's uh, testimony was very sobering, to say the least. Uh, but of course, he's never pulled punches. Uh, but one of the things that you talked about as far as the potential of uh, M&A and larger you know, national banks acquiring the, the, those at the state level, what, what is the ripple effect, if any, that we see in the communities? Uh, when those types of acquisitions take place? Let, let, me, let me diverge just for a second and tell you what I tell all my friends who call me Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker was my grandfather. Please call me Jerry. Jerry, uh, okay. <laughs> that's been one of my pet peeves for years and years. I, I'd love to do that. Um, you know, I can give you an example here in San Juan County. Where our offices are in Farmington. Um, my office is really that vehicle setting out in the parking lot because I'm all over the state and spend more time out of town than in town in normal times. Uh, but here in Farmington, a really good example in San Juan County, uh, we had a very, very, one of our larger community banks several years ago uh, that was acquired by one of the national banks. Um, and then another of our very profitable community banks was purchased by yet another. About two years down the road, those national banks um, began closing branches here in San Juan County, and uh, they basically have all come right back into Farmington, uh, one with just two branches, one with three branches. And so the smaller towns, Bloomfield and Aztec and Kirtland, uh, those branches were closed. Shiprock, those branches were closed. And so that's, that's what happens sometimes when the large guys come in and buy a community bank. Uh, local people want to know their banker. That's, that's the strength of community banking, and that is the fact that we're a relationship industry. We're not a transactional industry. Yes, you have to have an account number on your checking account with us or your loan, uh, but the fact of the matter is the president and the loan officers in that bank know you by name. They know you by face. That isn't the same. That's not true with the large nationals and regionals. 
because they are so much larger, they have to have processes and procedures in place just to manage all those multiple branches across the, across the country. And so uh, the relationship suffers when a large bank purchases a local bank, and then that decision-making is taken away from that local community. It's shifted to whatever region or national office uh, that bank uh, happens to use. Okay. Well, and that's that's very good insight. What I'd like to be able to do is uh, let's let's kind of shift a little bit on perception because you touched on that as far as the perception when um, you know there's an, a merger and acquisition and the realities that you've uh, that you've shared. Um, you know, when we look at the 2020 Garrity Perception Survey, uh, New Mexico residents favor local banks by 67% favorability. National banks have a 39% favorability. What surprises you about those results? Not a thing, not a thing. In fact, it, it validates what I have been preaching to legislators and to regulators and to anybody who would listen for 29 years. And that is the fact that people like to know their banker. Uh, they like to be able to walk in a bank and walk by the president's desk and, and, and wave and say, hello, Joe or Sam or Bill or whoever it is. It could be Martha, Teresa, it might be Ruth. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of lady uh, presidents in our state uh, now, which is great. But it just validates what I've been saying all along, and that is that uh, people want to know their banker. Uh, and so I'm not surprised by, by what you found at all. And um, by means of disclosure, I've, you know, I started at, when I started my company back in 1997, um, I used a, uh, I went through a local community bank. Uh, it was acquired, went through a couple of different uh, transitions with some national uh, banks. Uh, and I can tell you that even though I don't know the exact who, who the president is, I still feel like I have a pretty good line of communication with my, the folks at my um, national bank that just happens to be up the road from the office. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's fine. You know, just because they are national, just because they are large, doesn't mean they're evil people. That doesn't mean they don't have local folks working in those branches that do care about the community. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm suggesting, and I think what the record will bear out uh, when you really dig down into the stats of, of lending and, and so forth, is that when you take decision making out of that local community, and it's done either through a cookie cutter process where you check all the box and boxes and, and if you qualify, you get the loan, or they have to run it up the flagpole to a regional office or a national, uh, that takes away that takes away from the uh, uh, from the the feel of a community bank uh, and from that business model. And additionally, and, and I know we're going to get into this just a, in just a couple of minutes, but uh, uh, that's one of the weaknesses I think of the uh, the large national regional bank model. And that's the fact that when they come in and buy a local bank, they're buying the deposits. Let's be honest about it. They're looking for capital to fund their operations in other areas where maybe there's a more robust economy and they're needing money to make loans there. So New Mexico funds, New Mexico deposits shift to out of state and they're benefiting people out of state rather than staying here and benefiting New Mexico. Well, geographically, it appears that the northwest part of the state, you have higher favorability for local community banks as well as national banks. Um, what is happening in the Northwest that is creating such a higher favorability than other parts of the state? I think the example that I gave you a few minutes ago regarding our two um, larger community banks uh, that had sold 
I think that's part of it. But I also think, uh, especially here in San Juan County and over in McKinley County, um, you know, we have some strong community banks that have been around for a while. And uh, so I, I think that lends itself to it. Uh, we have an economy here in San Juan County, at least, uh, that over the years has been based upon extractive industries, oil, gas, coal, way, way back, uranium. Uh, the, the Navajo agricultural products industries, NAPI, uh, agriculture. And so we have an economy here that quite honestly lends itself better to uh, being financed and banked by a local bank because our, again, our people, our people in the community banking side really understand those industries better. And so I, I think that's part of it. Uh, and again, just the business model itself, Tom, it's, uh, it's relationship versus transactional. So we've talked a little bit about the, uh, the geographic sweet spot as far as it being the northwestern part of the state. Um, you know, one of the things that 2020 Garrity Perception Survey provides is, a, is some demographic insights uh, of those who are favorable. And it includes residents who annually earn between $40,000 and $80,000, those who have earned a high school degree and have lived in the state for more than 20 years, um, these are the key audiences that have a high favorability for local banks. Why is this so strong? Uh, why are they so zealous about uh, local banks? Well, I want to go back to that word again, relationships. I'm going to go back to that. Plus, I've got to go back to the fact, you look at the age of our banks in New Mexico, our community banks. We have community banks that go back to being uh, chartered and created before statehood. Before statehood. So, these folks who have been in, in their communities for uh, 20 years or more, so have their banks that they're banking with. Most, we have banks that are over 100, several banks that are over 100 years old in the state that are still in operation, uh, still locally owned, still locally managed. They have local boards of directors. Uh, and I, I think that is really part of it. Uh, you know, I like to liken community banking, uh, the industry itself, to the local hardware store. Community banks are really a small business in the scope nationally of things. Uh, we're not a trillion dollar bank. We don't have any trillion dollar banks in New Mexico. We don't even have any $5 billion community banks in New Mexico. Uh, ours are all under $2 billion, the larger ones. And, and most of our banks in New Mexico, community banks, uh, this average is gonna be about, the median is gonna be about uh, 250 to $300 million is the size of these local banks. So. We're, we're small businesses too. So while the local hardware store is selling shovels and hammers and buckets of paint, we're selling services and money. Uh, we're selling safety deposit boxes. We're selling savings accounts to, and, and, and college funds and so forth. And so I, I think that people recognize that. I think especially since 2000, the Great Recession, uh, I think the differences between a community bank and the large Wall Street or, or regional banks I think that that, re, that difference has really been demonstrated. I think the media, quite honestly, is understanding better now that community banks, we used to just be painted with the same brush, we're not being painted anymore. And gosh, we've been, we've been pitching that and trying to sell that idea and explain that the whole 29 years I've been in this industry and it's finally happening and I'm fixing to retire. So I... <laughs> Well, Jerry, that's a, that's quite an accomplishment, uh, you know, and, and you definitely, and when we started our conversation today before we were on camera, uh, it turns out we both have roots in radio. And uh, so 
you know, I'm sure just as the, you know, we've both seen traditional media and specifically radio change quite a bit over the many years, uh, local banks, uh, to your testimony from earlier today, uh, definitely has uh, seen a, an equally dramatic transformation. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, technology has changed the community banking industry as well. We have to, our banks have to compete with the larger banks when it comes to being offer, offering online banking and, and remote capture deposit and, and things like that. They have to offer investment services. Uh, uh, they have to offer all of these things that the big banks do. And so what our banks have done, of course, is so we have a national association and in our state association, we, we have relationships with vendors that allow our community banks to uh, to offer products and services at a competitive price so they can compete with those big guys. So there's just been a lot of changes over the years uh, to this industry as there has been in, in broadcasting and uh, uh, neither will ever be the same again. And I guess, I guess that's probably for the good, but the nostalgia, the nostalgic side of me says, golly, I wish we could go back to yesteryear because it was a lot more fun. You know what, uh, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, if it's if it's not fun, it's not worth it. Um, me, you know, being the person who likes to be in the middle and bringing you know different uh, different parties to the table to uh, to talk things out and such. Um, I'm going to uh, put you on the spot here for a minute. But with respect to local banks and national banks, if somebody were just a, a regular consumer and they would see that. Um, you know, they, they would potentially hear that there's a real rivalry uh, between local and national banks. And I've actually seen, I've seen some rivalry, but I've seen more, you know, cooperation uh, with local banks, national banks, and micro lenders to try and find solutions for small business uh, than, I've, than I was ever aware of. Do you care to talk to some of the ways that uh, everybody uh, works together? You know, I, I can speak for our community bankers uh, in the fact that uh, cliches are always bad to throw out there, but uh, I guess, I guess it's okay to use uh, metaphors. Uh, a rising tide, you know, raises all ships, right? And so I think you're going to find when you get around the state and talk to our bank presidents and senior management and boards of directors, who most of them outside directors are local small business people themselves, you're going to find an attitude that when New Mexico wins, we all win. When the economy in Albuquerque is good, we, we benefit in Hobbs or Farmington or Lordsburg or, or Clayton. Um, it's just, that's just the fact of the matter. And when things are going well in Clayton or Lordsburg, uh, that helps Albuquerque as well. And so what I have seen over the years, and it's just so, so neat to watch Tom, I have watched our, I've watched our bankers, our community bankers, just compete head to head to head for that piece of business. And then when there's a, an issue that crops up nationally or um, here in the state at the legislature, come together as an industry and stand shoulder to shoulder and, and support each other. And again, I go back to what I said a few minutes ago, just because the big guys are big doesn't mean they're evil. So there are times when our interests are certainly in line with theirs, ours, the community banks are in line with theirs. Uh, and that's, uh, that's when you do see a standing shoulder to shoulder. However, there are times when uh, the, the, the interest of the big Wall Street banks 
uh, quite honestly, is not in the best interest of community banks. And you see us take a, we diverge. We, we leave the freeway and we get on the side road and we try to outrun them to the next intersection. And I think that's true in any industry. So yes. I, I appreciate those insights. Jerry, how can people learn a little bit more? Where can they go to learn a little bit more about the uh, Community Bankers Association of New Mexico? Well, of course, we have a website, uh, www.icbanm.org. And on that website, you'll find a place there where you can uh, pull a list of every community bank uh, uh, in New Mexico. I'm real proud, Tom. I've got to pat myself on the back. Now, this is, this is that shameless plug. Uh, we're, we're probably the only state that have been for about 15 years uh, that uh, every community bank that can be a member in New Mexico is a member. Wow. Uh, we, do, we do not allow uh, the large banks to be a member of ours. Uh, it, they have to be community banks. And that takes, uh, that, that took a lot of effort over the years to get us up to 100% market penetration, if you will. Uh, but it's something I've been very proud of and I work really hard to maintain that. And so they can go on the website, look at our list of our members. Uh, there's a little bit of a description, some history about the association on the website. Uh, and they can always walk into a local community bank and say, tell us about this ICBA bunch. What are they all about? And, uh, and I'll guarantee you, the local bank presidents can tell you about ICBA. That's great. Well, it's definitely uh, something to brag about. No doubt uh, you have earned that right. And so congratulations, 100% uh, participation is uh, something to be applauded. Jerry Walker, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, for you, thank you for watching and or listening for insights about the New Mexico, who New Mexico residents trust, what industries we view as favor, favorable, and how we access news and information. Just download the copy of the Garrity Perception Survey by visiting GarrityPR.com.